2: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I am Brian. And this is a podcast where we talk about everything in Dungeons and Dragons, from artistic axes to abyssal atrocities. And today we're covering both the assassin and the arcane trickster. Prepare
0: yourselves. <laughs> Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. It's time to build some characters today. It's time to build that ass, ass, ass assassin.
2: (laughs) I built an arcane trickster, but we will start with the assassin. Okay. Um... But before we do that, well, I have a little uh, paragraph about the rogue in general, and then we'll we'll dive straight into the assassin. So, oh,
0: uh, quick plug to us, yeah. We we are going to be releasing uh, we're releasing d 5 episodes again. Yeah, D little D, d- five, Explained in five minutes. D D explain in five minutes, and the rogue one is either out or about to come out. So this is true. Go check this it is out. True. Yeah. Tell your friends.
2: So the rogue has always been uh, an interesting concept to me. It isn't a class that I'm like personally drawn to, mm-hmm. but what I find so interesting about it is how diverse the very concept of the rogue is um, there are many types of characters that fall under the rogue umbrella that in reality are not very closely related when you think about it for a minute, or at least they don't seem to be, until right. you think about it for a minute, really. Yes. While the fighter fights, the cleric is pious, and the wizard is an arcane expert, the rogue does a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. Uh, sometimes they are specialists, and sometimes they're jacks of all trades. Rogues can be expert dealers of death or thieves of exceptional prowess. They can be range snipers, stealthy scouts, brutish strong arms, or criminal masterminds. Uh, I think the only uh, through thread linking all these concepts together is that, perhaps more so than any class, what defines the rogue is the eclecticness of their skills and the ability to use indirect strategy to be effective on the battlefield. Yes. And today we're diving into the assassin and the arcane trickster.
0: The ability to kick ass alone. The more I look at the rogue and yeah. play it, because now I'm playing a rogue, yeah. um, there is nothing in D and D quite like this in mm-hmm. terms of being a player right. uh, that I'm that I've found so far. Right. Just crushing the skills the way they do they do my god it's like i don't need to worry about pass or fail i'm going to pass almost like 90 percent of the time right if i just stay into if i lean into what i know i'm good at Mm -hmm. and the role play should guide you to do exactly that so you should almost be successful at what you're supposed to be doing there all the time
2: yeah the way i look at it too or like and the way they designed it is if you look at the four cornerstone classes of the rogue the fighter the cleric and the wizard it's like each one has a specialization and all four together have a complete party so yes. the fighter is a fighter they're the best at combat. They're the tank, the frontliner. Um, the rogue has all the skills covered. The wizard has all the magic lore and magic damage and elemental stuff covered. Yeah, and like another cleric- set of skills. Like, yeah. separate from
0: what the rogue kind of sure, deals with. Yeah. Like.
2: yeah. And then the cleric has all the healing and stuff. So yeah. it's like together they're a fully functioning uh, party. But yeah.
0: yeah. It's it, That classic shit. Yeah. Uh, it, it is cool being yeah. able to just stealth when you want. Not it, it worry is. about it. So. Uh,
2: the assassin, let's get into it. So, assassin, you focus your training on the grim art of death. Those who adhere to this archetype are diverse, hired killers, spies, bounty hunters, and even specially anointed priests, uh, trained to exterminate the enemies of their deity. That's one that's, I've always found fun, is this idea of, like, the holy zealot assassin. Yeah, Um, I didn't really consider that. In, uh, fourth edition, they had a class that was dedicated to that called the Avenger. I fucking love that class.
0: That's like, uh, like... A holy man needs somebody dead.
2: Yeah. And, like, who are they
0: going to bring in to do yeah. it?
2: Yeah. The holy assassin. <laughs> yep. Uh, stealth, poison, and disguise help uh, you eliminate your foes with deadly efficiency. So, um you, when you choose this archetype at third level, you gain proficiency in the disguise kit and the poisoner's kit. Yes. So, uh, ways to disguise yourself and kill people.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm picturing, like... What is the poisoners kit? Is it like a blow dart? Like I'm sure you it's can, got blow darts, vials, the poison of poison in ways that to administer can, like,
2: it. You can put it on your blade. You could pour it into someone's drink. All that other stuff. You could like make a make, make a little poisons. tablet,
0: like a drug dealer, and like slip it into someone's food or something yeah, like exactly. that. Dissolve yeah, sure. some powder into a drink. Exactly. Okay, okay, I'm starting to see it. All right, there. We I go. read that when I built mine, <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't really exactly know what's in here. <laughs> like, you could have just googled <laughs> what was in it. Yeah, I guess I could have. <laughs> I didn't think about it. I'm not. Yeah.
2: So, the first feature you get at level 3 is called Assassinate. Um, you are at your deadliest when you get the drop on your enemies. You have advantage on attack rolls against any creature that hasn't taken a turn in the combat yet. Mm-hmm. In addition, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised uh, is a critical hit. Right. So, you hit, you hit hard, you S- hit first. Super powerful. Yeah. Really want to pump that initiative if you can.
0: Uh, like your decks, right? Like yeah, your decks. And, and yeah. you're going to, most and likely. And
2: also, I mean, you could get the alert feat, which bumps your initiative even higher. Yeah, plus five. I definitely would, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: That's not bad. No, Uh, not at all. I didn't really... I don't really like to choose feats because I feel like feats in a way could, like, carry too much conversation. Um, Yeah, sure. Um, Did I do feats
2: with her? I think I did quite a few feats with her. I can't remember. See, if you're going for something specific, the feat is the way to go. Yeah. For me, it's, like, showing... For me, the the idea behind the series for me is, like, building characters... In a creative way to show that, like, there's more than you can do when you initially think about a class. Yes. You can do more with it. Yes. Um, I'll have to go through this because I built this character a while back. And I maybe I didn't end up taking any feats at all because I'm not seeing anything. Doo, doo, doo. Sorry for the interruption of our uh thing right now. Oh, yeah. I got two feats. We'll get into that later. Okay. So uh, the next feature you get is called infiltration expertise. Starting at ninth level, you can you can unfailingly create false identities for yourself. This is fun. You must spend seven days and 25 gold pieces to establish the history, profession and affiliations for an identity. You can't establish an identity that belongs to someone else. Um, I think that's bullshit. I think you should be able to do that. It's just you can get, super get caught at it. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: like, that's it's yeah, bad news if you're, yeah. there's two motherfuckers walking around. Exactly. One of them's kind of weird. Yeah.
2: <laughs> For example, you might acquire appropriate clothing letters of introduction and official looking certification to establish yourself as a member of a trading house from a remote city so you can insinuate or in, insinuate yourself into the company of other wealthy merchants. Thereafter, if you adopt a new identity as a disguise, the other creatures believe you to be that person until given an obvious reason not to be. Yes, yeah, so, so the, the ultimate the, spy.
0: Somebody like basically your enemy in these scenarios is like the very clever NPC that sees through your bullshit, right? Like, right. Yeah. And because of like something minor you did, yeah. I think we had a super quest saga moment like that, where did we? my character is trying to infiltrate, oh, doesn't yeah. know something everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah. That know, was a like, giveaway. Yeah, that know. was
2: fucking hilarious.
0: <laughs> so you gotta watch out for that sort of thing do your if you're doing this do your research yeah it's true
2: um at level 13th or level 13 you get a feature called imposter you gain the ability to unerringly mimic another person's speech writing and behavior you must spend at least three hours studying these three components of the person's behavior listening to speech examining handwriting and observing mannerisms your ruse is indiscernible to the casual observer if a wary creature suspects something is amiss you have advantage on your deception check to make uh, that you make to avoid detection. That's cool. So, like, you just straight become another person at this
0: point. Cover your bases. Crazy. And if you have... You're getting expertise as you as you go on with the rogue. So, if de- deception is something you're probably going to want to take expertise in very good at, if yeah. you're leaning into this aspect of being an assassin.
2: Right, right. So, finally, at level 17, you get your final feature called Death Strike. You become a master of instant death. When you attack and hit a creature that is surprised, it must make a constitution... Constitution saving throw, DC eight plus your Dexterity mod plus your proficiency bonus. On a failed save, double the damage of your attack against this creature. Damn. So you just you just deal death. I like it. I like uh, it a lot. People let you get too close, and you fucking kill them.
0: We, uh, I, I think we're taking for granted a little bit, like ex, expertise. You know, for a newer player, you you're gonna basically choose a skill. You're gonna get your proficiency bonus two times on yeah. it. Yeah. And, uh, and as if you watch feature. our original
2: rogues episode, we cover that.
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um. Or. The D D explained in five minutes, right? Yes, that will it's thoroughly covered there. Yeah. Um So what was that, level thirteen? That was level 17. That, that was, was the level That was the final one.
2: one. So cool. any questions or comments about the assassin? Oh shit, before we get into your assassin.
0: Uh no, I'm ready. I'm ready to
2: talk about it. All right. Tell me about uh, the assassin that you built. Like race, name, um, well, class, into the class. Tell me about it. Him, her okay. it. I don't know.
0: So we're, it's going to get a little convoluted for a second, but okay. hopefully it all comes together. All right, let's do it. I chose a Kenku. Okay, cool. Um, my Kenku is a copy of a character that I have lore for. Oh. Because yeah. of the <clears throat> Kenku, the way the Kenku works, this, they are only able to mimic. They can't be creative and come up with original sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's a little strange kind of operating in that. But um, I will call, my Kenku was originally called 108. Oh. And 108 is a uh, a, ma- a a manufactured it is a not manufactured being, but manufactured to be. 108 was sold to a man named Carver Terrace looking to create a copy of himself to uh help him assassinate. Okay. So All one, right. 108 is a clone of a master assassin. Okay, so this named, clone was a Kenku. This clone is a is still a Kenku, but has Imitated. Well, to no, no, no. The, the the original, not the clone, was also a kinku. No, no, the, the, the original was a human man. Okay, Sorry. So how's yeah. this a clone? It is a a a copy of certain aspects of this person. Okay. It, it imitates uh so my human, I should explain the human guy first. Yeah, let's see. The human yeah. man is named Carver Terrace. Uh-huh. Uh he grew up in a small town at the foot of mountains owned by dwarves. Um shout out to you, the giant. uh, the dwarves had issues with a fire giant that came in and took annexed territory. Dwarves go to war with the giant. Uh, The mountains have a canyon that leads to his town. The canyon is a merchant trade route. It has uh, seen infestations of goblins and kobolds that the dwarves would normally mitigate, but are no longer focusing on because of this war. They go to... The dwarves and emissaries to his town, and it's at the foot of the mountains, to recruit for war. Um, He... Is part of like a town guard that is growing. Mm-hmm. This this government is growing and strengthening because of dwarven intervention and the things going on around him. And he finds that he's very skilled in espionage okay. and becomes a captain of the town, uh, the town military, and okay. goes on espionage missions. And for like whether it's killing or uh, interception data, you know whatever they need him for. Yeah, this is the guy they're calling to slip in and out. He builds. Um, There's a system set up in the town to interview people, travelers, wanderers that are coming through. They're offered free room, board, drink and food Mm -hmm. at uh, the local tavern uh, run by it's kind of co-run by the town military and the dwarves to have people try out. Uh, And he basically makes teams of people to go on espionage missions with him as distractions. So he sends teams to distract while he goes and slips behind. So basically he's looking for mercenary brutes like barbarians and fighters to kind of stand up at the front Uh while he slips in the back and gets whatever he needs. But eventually it leads him to evil. Um, He takes matters into his own hands and he wants to break free and kind of do his own thing. Right. And to do this, he's going to need uh, followers that will follow him to the letter. Okay. And he needs them to be incredibly skilled and do what, yeah. what he does. Yeah, sure. So by the time so he's making, he's training he, he's, a Kenku tra- army. <laughs> he's training Kenkus to operate in the shadows. Um, so my character is 108, who uh-huh. is a somewhat clone of Carver okay. Terrace. Because yeah, 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 yeah. The, the sort of like the facade here. This Kenku, like, doesn't have a, a lot of uh, autonomy in its own way. Sure. It has basically taken on the persona of Carver Terrace. Gotcha. Carver Terrace dies okay. at some point, And now we're left with 108, who's mm-hmm. kind of just become a contract worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... 108 goes by the name Carver Terrace, oh. but it's clear that it's it, not. because it this is a birdman. It, it is a birdman. Yeah, but uh, the people. So thieves kind of have like they have thieves. Can't there's like this kind of underlying thing with rogues where um, your background might help you know. Like I took the criminal background or spy background, and mm-hmm. you know, th- like points of contact. Yeah. But these points of contact are actually Carver's points of contact. Oh. Okay. Where like so. It's when they need something. Basically, this Kenku is so fucking skilled, like the way Carver was, that people are going to contract work out to it anyway. Thinking it's Carver? Or, Not thinking you know, it's Carver. Okay. It's it's I, the NPC interaction I kind of imagine is like, man, dealing with you is strange because you remind me so much of him. And the way you uh, talk, you imitate his speech. Yeah. Basically, I built a level 10 character, but I'm getting that level 13 ability. And I have it from the get. Yeah. yeah where yeah. I'm like, be able to imitate to his speech the speech because he's a Kenku. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. bypassing some levels here for gotcha. that ability. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 But that's basically uh, uh, my Birdman wears um, a robe. I usually have my Kenkus like cloaked in either red or black with mm. trim of the opposite. Yeah. Uh, depending on the scenario. But um, this Birdman just like lives alone pretty much as like a hand for hire and mm. just survives. Kenku don't live very long. Oh. So it's at that like th- this point in this character's arc, it is just kind of on its own. Um, mm. Right. Got gotcha. Operating kind of weird. It might have if... Carver, the original Carver fell to a specific person for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it might have a grudge because it probably came to be like family with that person. Gotcha. Uh, because of the closeness. And 108 isn't the only copy of Carver Terrace wandering oh around. There's another 107. There's no, lo, lo, like, <laughs> no basically, this Kenku person was sold to Carver Terrace from a company like making, like, breeding Kenku to do these <laughs> the types of thing. things. Yeah. yeah, like, they're. They've been subjugated to do yeah, bad things. Yeah, they're a product or, now. Yeah. yeah, they're being yeah. sold. And like, yeah. if you want to copy a great fighter that you have, this yeah. can I have, I have a product for you.
2: Yeah, I could see that. That's that's a pretty cool idea. I mean, it's yeah. a terrible idea, but it's a pretty cool. It's a terrible idea. thing, yeah, but yeah. it's
0: it's fun for a bad guy in a campaign. Yeah, this, absolutely. This my character is just a. I have this running in a campaign right now, and mm-hmm. this is a byproduct of that. Gotcha. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much my character. Okay. I mean... Want to go over the stats or anything special about it? I, like, I definitely can. Yeah. Um, What's its background? Did you pick a the background? The background was Spy. Okay, um, nice. yeah. So I can... Um, the Strength is 10, Dexterity... I took Standard Array, right? Because that's how we're doing these builds. Mm-hmm. So yep. I took 10 in Strength, 15 in Dex, 13 Constitution, 8 Intelligence, 14 in Wisdom, and 12 in Charisma. Nice. And at this point, I've boosted the Dex to 20. I've left the Strength at 10. Um... I've boosted the constitution to 14. I've boosted the wisdom up to 15. Everything else is this. Oh, I, I think I boosted the charisma to 14 as well. Where do I have wisdom at? Yeah, there's, I did some boosting to get the decks and um, the charisma, wisdom, it's all, it's all kind of important to play into like the aspects that this character is going to tackle. Yeah. Um. Where do I have my proficiencies? Okay, so I have deception, investigation, performance, acrobatics. Um. I believe I also have athletics from my background mm-hmm. uh, to kind of cover some of the the strength issues. I think that will show up. Right. Um, he doesn't need to be smart because he would just do exactly what Carver Terrace would do. Right. Um, and Which the, is a smart thing. The wisdom is there though to do to do things when the time calls for it. I right. think that's where the the wisdom sort of plays in here, and the 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 charisma to kind of go along with things and be able to deceive. Mm-hmm. It's a little on the low end for what I. Carver might be like. Right. So this right. is like, like I'm also picturing other Kenku might be being trained by 108 mm-hmm. to be like degraded clones. Okay. A we're little we're bit. diluting
2: it. Yeah. yeah okay, so maybe because
0: Carver wanted to do it, 108 wants to also oh, make so. an army. Oh, gosh. So that's a possibility <laughs> here. I like that and, idea. That's pretty cool. And the stats would, like, the sort of inherent things about Carver that made him unique would be copied and then degradate over time because right. you can't get it perfect. No, no, of course um, not. So yeah, that's it. That's it's an assassin for hire. He has a network of thieves around that he takes jobs from. He's kind of waiting for that adventuring party to come along and pick him up. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a what whatever scenario this might be, like okay. uh, maybe the party falls Carver Terrace and finds these Kenku and is it's like dead, yeah. you can come with us, right? And maybe something will speak to one hundred eight. I don't really know at this point. I built a level ten character, yeah. So maybe if we scale it back to earlier in its life, it could right. be able to go with a party mm-hmm. in this in this event. But but basically he's a prod. his skills are a product of somebody else and his Kenku abilities. Gotcha. I like it. It's really cool. Cool. 108. That's 108. Awesome. That's pretty dope, dude. Thanks. All right. Let's take a short
2: rest and when we come back we'll talk about the Arcane Trickster.
0: I love rests. <laughs> Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash DungeonCast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast.
1: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. shopify.com slash realm hey everybody be sure to check
0: out Super Super Quest Saga Saga,
2: a future fantasy 5th edition D&D actual play podcast home brewed and dungeon mastered by yours truly me and set in space and
0: I play in it along with your special guest Jake and friend of the show Josh Freeland
2: you can find it on YouTube iTunes or anywhere else you can get your podcasts
0: Super Quest Saga we returned. Indeed we have. Let's talk about magic. Let's talk a little bit about spy magic.
2: Spy magic. Spy magic, yeah. Arcane trickster. So, the spy
0: who tricked me. Yes. <laughs> so
2: some rogues enhance their fine-honed skills of stealth and agility with magic, uh, learning tricks of enchantment and illusion. These rogues include pickpockets and burglars, but also pranksters, mischief makers, and a significant number of adventurers, the character I built... Today is very serious and not a mischief maker at all. Yeah, okay. Um, I went the other way with it. Sure. I went a very professional way with it. That makes sense. And uh, I mean, rogues
0: are so very exactly like,
2: like you said. Yeah. So, uh, when you choose this archetype at third level, you gain the spellcasting feature. Yes. So, you gain the ability to cast spells. See chapter 10 for the general rules of spellcasting or chapter 11 for the wizard spell or one of our episodes. Right. We cover those things.
0: And this isn't quite as unique as you might think at first because of, like, the fighter, the Eldritch fighter. Yes. But are there other classes besides the fighter and the rogue that kind of get magic like this later the on? Fight,
2: the Eldritch knight in the... Um, arcane trickster I think are the only two third casters at least that I can think of I can't think of any yeah others. I'm trying yeah. to rack my brain about yeah, it and they're I can't only two. Yeah. Yeah. so uh, cantrips uh, you learn three cantrips mage hand and two other cantrips of your choice from the wizard spell list so basically this is um, this is like a wizard light This is someone who's learned magic through their intelligence. So generally speaking, you're probably pumping intelligence at least a little bit. I leaned hard into it. I've seen builds that don't lean into it at all. But the idea here is you're using your your savvy
0: and your mind to cast spells. If you think about how wizards study, you like major in evocation. Mm -hmm. Well, like this would be like somebody majoring in rogue shit and minoring in magic. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, you gain spell slots. The Arcane Trickster spellcasting table shows how many spell slots you have. You essentially have like the one-third the amount of a full caster. Mm-hmm. Um to cast these spells, you must extend the slot. We we need ca- we know how spellcasting works.
0: Less than a wizard, more than a warlock. Yeah.
2: Um and you have to choose spells from the enchantment or illusion spell list. Mm-hmm. That being said, the character builder let me pick different spells. Um so I I Put some on there just to have fun with as a caveat. Like, well, it would be cool if I could do this, but I technically can't. Yeah, there's a, a little the there's some hiccups in the, There's yeah.
0: a, hiccups in the spellcasting sections of D D Beyond that um mm. like sometimes it lists my third level spells as fourth level spells. Oh so a little hiccups like, in yeah, there, yeah, there's some weird things in there. Um, like I'm it's, sure it's hard to get right. Yeah I'm programming sure. wise.
2: Um like, as I said before, intelligence is your spellcasting ability for your wizard spells. Um since you learn your spells through dedicated study and memorization um and so your spell dc and your spell saver based off intelligence so also at third level you gain a feature called mage hand leisure domain starting at third level when you cast mage hand which is a cantrip you get no matter what it's a ghost hand it can do 10 pounds of pressure it can interact with things yeah you can make uh the spectral hand invisible and you can perform the following additional tasks with it you can stow one object the hand is holding in a container worn or carried by another creature Um, You can retrieve an object in a container worn or carried by another. You can pickpocket with it. That's what you can do with it. Yeah, or Or stash something on
0: somebody, which is a really cool feature. And it kind of like, why couldn't I do that before? But this is like more... Like, why couldn't I do that before, basically? like
2: Basically, I think the idea here is that the wizard can make the hand. He's really good at
0: the making of the hand. Right, He's but the not so good at the making of the, of the hand and doing things. Yeah, yeah. and you Which, can do stuff, but it's like. Uh, it's very clunky. Y- you've practiced with your hand to make it like your hand. Exactly.
2: So you can use thief's tools to pick locks or, and disarm traps at a range. You can perform one of these tests without being noticed by a creature. If you succeed on a dexterity sleight of hand check, contested by the creature's wisdom perception check, um, in addition, you can use the bonus action granted by your cunning action to control the hand. Okay. So you're just better at Mage Hand than any other
0: spellcaster alive. It is super duper fucking cool yeah. to be like good with Mage Hand like this. It's true. At
2: ninth level, you gain a feature called Magical Ambush. If you are hidden from a creature when you cast a spell on it, the creature has disadvantage on any saving throw it makes against the spell this turn. Very useful. Nice. At level 13, you gain Versatile Trickster. You gain the ability to distract targets with your Mage Hand. As a bonus action, on your turn, you can designate a creature within five feet of the Spectral Hand created by the spell. Doing so gives you advantage on attack rolls against that creature until the end of the turn. So a way of like working that Mage Hand into combat.
0: It's doing fucking like shadow puppets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can do whatever you it's want. Like, hey, yeah. over here. <laughs> over here,
2: yeah. <laughs> and finally, at 17th level, you gain a feature called Spell Thief you gain the ability to magically steal the knowledge of how to cast a spell from another spellcast. This is fucking cool. This is
0: rogue, wizard, wizard rogue for sure. Yeah. yeah.
2: Immediately after a creature casts a spell that targets you or includes you in its area of effect, you can use your reaction to force a creature to make a saving throw with its spell casting ability modifier. The DC equals your spell save DC. On a failed save, you negate the spell's effects against you and you steal the knowledge of the spell if it is at least a first level... Uh, end of a level that you can cast, which I think a third caster can only go up to like. Third or fourth level tops, probably yeah. At, by level seventeen, uh, where was I? Um, for the next eight hours, you know the spell and you cast it using your spell slots. The creature can't cast that spell until they you've you stolen it from their mind. Damn, yeah, that's good. So even yeah, the spellcaster can't cast it because you they don't remember how. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. Wow, so that's you know obviously the most fun and entertaining of their features is that last one level. Seventeen, right? Uh, any questions yeah.
0: about the arcane trickster? Um, any comments? I, I think concerned? it's pretty cool. Like this, a high magic campaign with this character, you are the you are the rogue of magic. Like yeah, you will, basically, you will come yeah. in hot and Absolutely. you will steal cool shit. Indeed, you are. So, I'm not big on the rogue. Um,
2: I'm not big on the arcane trickster either. So this was challenging for me, but I ended up building a character that I really really liked. So um, her name is Vivenna Moonlighter. Um, She is a uh, level eight rogue, human, uh, woman with the very human with extra feet. Nice. Uh, Background is criminal. Yeah. Um, Real quick, her stats uh, strength is an eight. So negative one. Dexterity, 17. Constitution, 14. Intelligence, 16. Uh, So she's very smart. Wisdom, 10. Charisma, 10. Um, I had her trained in acrobatics, Arcana, Deception, History, Investigation, Sleight of Hand, and Stealth. So, so again, it's she's really good at thieving. She's really and she's very, very intelligent. Cool. Um, And before we get into more of her like uh, mechanical features, let's talk a little bit about her. So, Vivenna is a woman in her mid twenties. Uh, she has chin length brown hair and dark eyes. She is lithe, quick, and quiet. By day, she's dressed in. Oh, God. Uh, my handwriting is fucking horrifying. Jeez. She's dressed in clothes of fine material and tasteful design. By night, she dons a cloak of shadow gifted to her by her mentor. She stalks the rooftop silently, scouting or performing her jobs with expert precision. She wields two knives, but considers a night she is forced to use them as a sloppy failure. Cunning, stealth, and preparation are
0: her true weapons. Selena Kyle, let's go. Um,
2: she's very loosely based off of a Brandon Sanderson character named Vin from Mistborn. Okay. Um, I think people who continue to hear me describe her will see. Yeah, um, so far I mean, you're, you're hitting uh, Catwoman in notes yeah, for me. For sure. So Venna grew up a uh, street urgent in the major port city of Warhillis. Uh, The orphanage in the Ratway slums kept her fed, but just barely. And at an early age, she and the other... I need to start typing these out because... You can. You can do that. I can do that, and my handwriting is so fucking bad. (laughs) Um, And I wrote this so long ago, like, I'm flying You have to read it now, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So at an early age, she and the other children of the slums mastered the craft of begging and pickpocketing. Those who did well... You know, those who did not often did not live beyond childhood. Vivena had a keen mind and sharp eye and by 12 years old uh, was became God, was the leader of a thieving crew. Under her planning, the crew grew successful and with success grew bold. Feeling it was time to graduate from petty street crime, they set to plan a burglary, uh, an aristocrat's house was their target, but the crew was out of their depth. Vivenna triggered a magical trap, which left her paralyzed. Uh-oh. Her crew abandoned her, and she was left at the mercy of the noble woman whose trap she had triggered. But the owner of the manor was no noble woman, but a retired world-class thief who was spending her final days in luxury and comfort.
0: Ba, ba, ba.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Though initially angered, the old woman was impressed by the girl's ability to make it so close to her vaults without training and so young. Moved by empathy, Vivenna was taken under the wings uh, of and trained by the world-class thief.
0: That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So she goes, she starts her gang, mm-hmm. and then the gang goes to do their first big heist. Yeah, because they're they, so
2: good at what they've been doing. And
0: they pick the wrong fucking house. Oh, yeah. Honestly
2: any house is the wrong house They were out of their depth no matter what But they were really out of their depth They didn't do their research So
0: so now she is at the mercy of this character Who happens to be a world class thief Mm -hmm. It's like you know what you did good kid You need work though yeah, and now exactly. it's like That's exactly a right. training montage. So that was when she was a kid. So yeah. here, and it here at conscious. the end, you're describing her as like very intelligent and studied yeah. and dressed. Exactly. There you so, go. Vivana
2: Moonlighter is a professional embezzler, larcenist, and pilferer for hire. She's the very best at what she does, and what she does is acquire rare and unique items, sensitive documents, and prized valuables. No questions asked, and at an extremely lucrative, lucrative price. Okay. Though not traditionally educated, Vivana... Uh, is both refined and academic. She is no common thief or bandit, and has an eye for artifacts of both historic or arcane value. Due to her extremely humble beginnings, she goes to extreme lengths to appear as a sophisticated woman of class. Those who have met her would describe her as elegant and genteel, albeit distant and cold. The few close enough to know her know that beneath her cold veneer is a woman of passion and confidence, but also of pain and doubt. Her knowledge and skill with the arcane enhance her ability to detect and counteract magical traps and barriers. Her spells take her impressive physical thieving and stealth abilities to a superhuman level. And her keen mind allows her to plan out heists with expert detail. So I've written down her adventurer motivation is she's bored with the aristocratic and political subterfuge. She's lost the passion for her craft. Who is she really? She spent so much of her life building up this persona, she doesn't know who she really is anymore.
0: That's cool. I need to go on an adventure. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So. I need to go
0: on a self a, a self-fulfilling find yourself journey. Indeed. And I was going to ask, is this character how do you deal with like her her wealth and if she's commissioning stuff at high lucrative prices, she's going to have some background money. Yeah. Is she willing she to leave that behind? Yes. Leave it in a trust? I think the
2: idea here is she's just she has all this stuff and she's like none of this makes me happy. Yeah. And she just leaves it behind. Maybe she leaves it to someone you know, maybe there's a caretaker, maybe not. Maybe she just drops and runs, but she's just she she leaves. I'm gonna
0: roll with those guys, and it's like a fucking but that's barbarian. That's if
2: she's and that's some. if she's a, a an adventurer. If she's just an NPC. Like oh no, she's he, just yeah. she's just doing it up in the city. This she's, is cool. Yeah, she's like a high level NPC.
0: So I like the idea of like I I'm gonna go find happiness uh through killing goblins or whatever. Like that's kind of cool. Sure. Yeah like we're in this fantastical world where it's like that's like she's acceptable somewhere. She's
2: gonna go places, she's gonna meet people, she's just gonna try and find who she is. Right. Uh maybe she'll kill goblins. That's really neither here nor there for her. Right. Maybe but, she'll um, loot a dragon. Who yeah, knows? maybe that. Yeah. But um you know, she's going to get all, all the features that we talked about, you know, you know the evasion, the Mage Hand Leisure Domain, the sneak attack, all that stuff. But I ended up taking two feats to kind of like unique her out a bit. And one of the things was I wanted to really lean a little bit more into the spellcasting. So I had her take Ritual Caster uh, and chose Wizard for the Ritual Casting class. Nice. So basically she gained uh, a few first level Ritual Spells, which I think the ones I ended up choosing, let me see here. So
0: severely underrated by me is ritual casting. So that's like lately I've been. Now I play a wizard, so mm-hmm. I can kind of know the benefits of ritual oh, casting. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's really good. It's very nice. So uh, she took identify,
2: so she can identify. Nice, great ritual you know, spell. Yeah. You need an hour, right? Yeah, you need an hour, but she got identify things of great value. Because exactly. that's what she did. She's, yes. she's an appraiser. Mm-hmm. Um, detect magic, which, again, for the same reason of detecting dope ass shit. And the copying languages, I just thought was a, a smart way for her to, like, read inscriptions or find something historically. That's a great um, ritual spell. Yeah, yeah, that's a good list. Yeah, so... Uh, as for other spells, I chose for her Mage Hand, Minor Illusion, and Light. You know, all those are going to help her infiltrate. Um, yeah, no Dark Vision,
0: you yeah. dumb human.
2: Disguise Self, Silent Image, and then the three um, virtual spells I chose. Now, it it also let me choose spells that she shouldn't be able to do, but I thought, man, if she could do these, it'd be so fucking handy. Okay. And the spells I that I that I picked were Jump and uh, Feather Fall. Oh yeah, those are great. are talking about are like great. infiltrating Excellent. into buildings, like, like I, yeah. Like it's Feather- a
0: shame the arcane trickster can't pick those. Featherfall is invaluable, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe. Maybe the app isn't... Maybe D&D Beyond isn't wrong. Maybe they're just giving you the freedom because they I, do I encourage you to... Especially it, with spellcasting, it, it you can study and learn. It says
2: in the player's handbook you can only
0: learn spells of enchantment and illusion. Like, that sounds... But it also it, says like in it the makes play, sense. up at the front of the player's handbook is like, do what the fuck you want. Exactly. If it makes sense. Like, if
2: I was a dungeon master, I would allow things like this. Yeah. But I understand if... And I, I'd give you extra gold at start. <laughs> sure. And, and and But I also understand if you're a DM... Uh, and you say no. You don't want to do that.
0: It's, That's fine. it's right. This is a conversation to go up uh, to have at your table if yeah. you want to do things like this. Right. But that is great flavor. Also, why not have a? Why not pick two other spells and maybe mm-hmm. if you are this character and you want to talk about your DM to your dm about it like how you can there's scroll magic and stuff maybe you can just like Figure activate yeah. or have a magic item that will implement we'll some it. of these yeah. kinds of things well, it was like
2: with machawi i had his staff do the thing i wanted yeah
0: like yep. the like magic boots could really be your your solve all if there you, we if you want to play by the book. Yeah. Homebrew magic item.
2: Yeah, there we go. Uh, and then lastly, the last thing that I'm going to talk about is I chose the feat Dungeon Delver. So you have an advantage on perception and investigation checks made to detect the presence of secret doors and on saving throws made to avoid or resist traps. You have nice. Re- you have resistance to the damage dealt by traps and traveling at a fast pace doesn't impose the normal negative five penalty to your passive wisdom score. So again, she's just really good at infiltrating like high security centers because that's what she does. She's a heist master. Yeah. She's going to get into the fucking president's like, secret chamber, find the document that someone needs to get a hold of to do a forgery for and get it to
0: them. She's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. She's the Moonlighter. This is fucking uh, uh, Nick Cage's daughter from National sure. National Treasure I've never Universe. seen those
2: movies, so I have no idea. About those movies, they
0: they steal the Declaration. I know heads. that part. There's a bunch of bullshit behind Mount Rushmore.
2: Yeah, I heard. I heard about that too. <laughs> um, anything, for, anything else about <laughs> spoiler for National Treasure. Yes.
0: Also, uh, on the topic of Nicolas Cage, we know about Color Out of Space. Yeah, we know about it. Yeah. Thank you though.
2: Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> let's get ready for a long rest.
0: Did you know that Color Out of Space is a really cool Cage movie? Uh,
2: apparently, I'll have to check it out. We know I, about it. I'm very, ju- I'm gonna be very judgmental because I love that story, and I'm sure it was ruined, but maybe it wasn't. So we'll find out. Nick Cage is doing it right
0: with these B movies. Yeah, oh, I think sure. so. Yeah. All right, let's. Okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's go. Rest. Welcome to the long rest, everybody. Check these slippies out. They got fucking knives in them. <laughs> that was the sound <laughs> of my true. assassin That's slippies. It's true. true. Listen to this. Can you hear that? Nope. 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 Can't hear them. They're, si- <laughs> they're silent on contact with the ground. Absolutely. Deadly and silent slippies. Deadly silent slippies. This slippy's, uh daggers coated in poison. Mm-hmm. This one uh, can cast a mage hand that just gives you the fucking finger. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> gives me advantage on my kick attack. All right, so we st- we still got that contest going? <laughs> we still got that contest going. And when does it end? What September when does it 15th, end? September 15th-ish. And what are we giving away? We're giving away the Icewind Dale book, uh, <laughs> Rhyme me- of the Frostmaiden. Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, but not just the adventure module, William. <laughs> yeah. We're giving away the uh specific D&D licensed dice set that comes with it. I this believe it true. comes with 3d6, invaluable to have extra d6 at the table and d4s. Uh I don't think it comes with extra D force. And we're giving away some miniatures that are that also licensed by, yeah. by Wizards of the Coast or yeah. whoever makes those. Yeah. Um but yeah, the, it's it's a Rime of the Frost Maiden like deluxe bundle. Super deluxe bundle. Yeah. We're going to ship it straight to you if you win. Mm-hmm. And how do you win, William?
2: By sharing the show, if you share the show on social media uh, and send us proof that you did so, uh, we'll enter you into the contest. If you do it on Twitter, just do it and uh, with the hashtag DungeonCast, and I'll pick
0: that up. You can It'll, find Will on Twitter quick. at the DungeonCast. Indeed, yeah, share a link to any of our shows, uh, our our page on iTunes, our SoundCloud, yeah. our or even SuperQuest Saga. If Sup- you want to share that show too, yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, uh, share share some DungeonCast produced stuff and we're cool with that recommend basically recommend it to somebody your followers um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i am going to be on instagram you can find me at the dungeon cast there and you can find the post associated with the icewindale uh giveaway and follow the instructions on there i'm pretty sure it's going to be tag somebody in a comment And you get an entry. So if you leave an additional comment with another tag, that counts as an entry. Uh, We're trying to get the word out about the show like we do with our giveaways. Um, And this time, we want to give you a bunch of Icewind Dale stuff. Supposedly, it's pretty cool. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it and um, pretty excited about this one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. This one's going to be cool. And I think it's like horror theme. So it's like this ice horror Kinda kinda feel. Uh, the cover just in time ha- for Halloween. The cover has a fucking owl. Halloween. The cover has a fucking owl on it. A spooky owl. A spooky owl and like a dude cut like that just got hit by a fucking mini avalanche or something like that. I don't know. Uh, it probably has something to do with like a spooky uh Snow Owl. I am hoping for some cool backgrounds and cool monsters and cool
2: treasures. I will be checking out the module for that. I don't really run modules, but I do like looking through for goodies for the adventures that I do
0: run. There are goodies in there. Yeah. Um, I've been reading a lot of Out of the Abyss lately, Will. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff in there. A lot of cool stuff in there.
2: So, um, is that of, it? Is that all of, we
0: got? A lot of cool stuff in there.
2: Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Will, it's episode... What, what, what cool is, stuff have you been we're finding? At the, we're at
0: the end of episode 199. This is true. Do, you know what do You know, you what know that what ma- number's next? 200. It's true. Two. Uh-huh. That's like double 100. 100. 100. That's yeah. like 102 times. <laughs> it's so true. Ah.
2: Well, I guess we'll find out what we're doing for that episode. <laughs> Everybody
0: fucking knows. In
2: a week. Do, do, do they? <laughs> do
0: well, you probably Because do. I don't
2: really... Oh, I do know. I well, do know.
0: The people... The people that listen to the show have an idea like that, that are like they, they pick up our, our light cannon that we have in the show. Yeah. Know what's about to fucking happen. Yeah, it's true. You guys know what's about to happen, right? So get ready for that next week. We're having a very special episode 200. It's going to be ad free. uh, And we left it that way on purpose because we want to do a bunch of cool shit for episode 200. You don't want to miss this one. It's coming out next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to have lots of cool stuff going on in it. And uh, obviously we're going to be pumping this giveaway uh, until September 15th. Yeah. So be sure to uh, share the shows. Uh, these recent episodes would be cool too. I mean, episode 200 is going to be a big one. It's going to, we're going to, it's going to be popping off. People are going to be talking about it. Uh, now's the time to talk about the dungeon cast and get people on there. You can find us on Patreon, patreon.com dungeoncast dungeon cast, where you can hear episodes early. If you want to hear, basically we record roughly once every two to three weeks. We get those episodes done and edited up and you can listen to them uh in the like basically those number of weeks early. Mm-hmm. So there might be at the time you join there might be one episode you haven't heard, but a week later there's going to be three episodes that are fresh hot out the kitchen that you have not heard yet. Um that's at the $5 tier, our lowest tier. So there's a ton of other stuff in that tier that you get bonus also, like being able to read Will's show notes that he uses to tell you guys about this cool-ass lore and things like that. Um, we offer um, bonus content in terms of actual play content. So if you listen to Super Quest Saga and you like that stuff, we have some comedy games in there, some really cool one-shot adventures that Will puts together and DMs for us. Um, and then there's stuff that I've DM'd in there as well, uh, probably at the higher tiers, is where you can hear me DM. Um, But all this stuff is really cool. We work really, really hard on our Patreon content. And um, we we would love to share that with you guys. Uh, We've, Tighten things up there. So it's pretty easy to use at this point. Really simple to get in there and get all your bonus content and do what you got to do. There's also exclusive merch. Um, So people that have been at the gold tier, you guys are going to see exclusive merch get changed out for the next year's item or 2021 item that we're going to be offering. Um, We switched that out at... The end of October, November? Yeah, it's
2: about October every year.
0: So that we're, we're working on that now, and that's to come. Uh, we also have exclusive merch at the $10 tier, if you guys are getting in there. We're giving away um, our podcast logo as a sticker. Mm-hmm. So if you're already in Patreon, I think the way we're, we're giving away the merch through Patreon, so you need to hit the payment a couple times and then they ship you an item I believe yeah. but in the meantime you have lots of bonus content to occupy you and uh, if you're looking for more dungeon cash check out Super Quest Saga or go to Patreon if you need even more Super Quest Saga is free it's it's on our YouTube channel yeah. it's its own separate podcast because we can't we don't want to clog this feed with a oh, live yeah, game yeah, no, but yeah. um, but you can find it on our YouTube channel please check that out it's a really great show that's set in space that will DM's uh, sci-fi adventure set with like these classic D&D mechanics mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people are recommend us other table systems but we don't see the need to change anything no nope. it everything you can do anything with D&D and we're doing it over there yeah. you want to get into some sci-fi actual play with some really great characters with really great chemistry at the table you can do it super quest saga check that out tell some friends about the show. Win an Icewind Dale but hot bundle pack. Um don't touch it right away. Make sure you blow on it. I know it's <laughs> called Icewind Dale, but it's hot as fuck, especially <laughs> this giveaway. Tell people about the Dungeon Cast, tell people about the show. Leave us an iTunes review, leave us a comment, a subscribe, a like on YouTube if that's what you're doing right now. Um you got anything else will? No, I think you covered it. I think the only other thing we want to say is thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We really Indeed. appreciate it. Um let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>